0: Lesbian Moms. Big adventures in queer parenting from two moms. I'm Lindsay. I'm Lana. And here we will share our highs and lows, laughs and cries, successes and mistakes, and everything
1: in between on our journey as first-time parents.
0: And we're back. We've come home from the hospital. Yes, episode
1: 4, the first month. Thank- dun, 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 dun. Yes, thank you for listening.
0: Thank you for your support so far on our journey. The newborn haze, a real blur. Yeah, it was it's it's hard to even think about. Like it's hard to remember exactly what we did or
1: well, we can say we are recording this in the future because we definitely did not record this in the first month. You have to give that to us. Like, we weren't going to be recording a podcast with a newborn. Yeah, and
0: such a giant transition. I don't know how anyone does anything but newborn. You don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, so we've come home from the hospital. People would make this joke to me about like, oh, babies don't come with instructions <laughs> It's so true that you're just like, oh my God, I have this little thing and it's, I don't know what to do. And
1: you are responsible for it. Everything about it, it's life is in your hands and you have to take care of this baby that seems so fragile. You're like, what do I do?
0: (laughs) And I really don't think that there's anything really to prepare yourself for like the giant transition. Our house was totally set up for the baby. You know, I had thought about, oh, yeah, she's going to be sleeping in a bassinet in our room. We're going to have the sound machines. But then to actually have that, I was like, oh, my God, this is so weird. It's so out of the ordinary. Um, And it was it was a little bit just I feel like I was just in shock for that whole month. It was nice.
1: Well, there were several things that really helped us. And I think having my sister and her partner on hand, helping us with things around the house. Also, Wendy is an amazing cook. Yeah, she prepared she, us, like, lots of food. And even while we were in the hospital, Daniel detailed our car because that was... Since she came early, we wanted to have... Get our car cleaned and do all these things on our to-do list before the baby arrived, and we didn't get to them because she came early. Daniel, like, cleaned our car for us, and that was incredible because cut our... Mowed our lawn. Yeah, mowed our lawn, even. <laughs> it was so amazing because then, w- and dealt with the hole in the dealt ceiling. Dealt with the hole in the ceiling. So, yeah, it was amazing to have that kind of support and then to
0: come back home and be set up. So, I think the first big hurdle for us, and I think this is for most parents, is feeding. Um, and we were basically waiting for Lana's milk to let down.
1: Um, Well, the milk comes in, like, a couple days after you give birth. So, at first, it's colostrum that I already had during pregnancy. And so, but when the milk comes in, it doesn't necessarily, like, let down. Breast milk is really amazing because your body will, like, calibrate to the amount that your baby needs. And it changes daily. And, like, if you kiss your baby's face, your body will pick up any bacteria or anything that is on the cheeks of your baby and produce antibodies or things to help the immune system for the baby. It's so phenomenal and amazing. But... (laughs) Before that all happens, your body is just like, you had a baby, let's make milk. (laughs) And uh, you get super engorged. You were very engorged. Yeah. Your boobs are like, how could they be this big? Yeah. It's like porn star (laughs) level. It was. And I'm not someone who ever had big boobs and this was nuts.
0: And you were into it, Lana. Well, this was
1: <laughs> too far. <laughs> um, and it also
0: is painful. It, like Lana was... was feeling herself the whole pregnancy. Okay. You know? Just like in the mirror. <laughs> like, like, look at my boobs.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, pregnancy I, I looked good on me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but
0: you, you were beautiful pregnant, as you are now. Not pregnant. <laughs> thank you <laughs> well okay so you know we're trying to feed the baby I don't know Atlanta's milk is kind of not letting down it's not letting down or she It was like stuck well it seemed I like think it was the stuck. problem
1: was that when babies are newborns they have teeny tiny stomachs like the size of like a cherry or a walnut and so to fill them up it's just a teeny tiny bit of milk but your body has produced tons and tons of milk I wasn't expressing it and so it was super painful and like I didn't really know what to do and what the advice I was getting I think through like the nurse line friends friends right? yeah. and also it was hot compresses yeah it was
0: hot compresses and um, so, I, like, we are, like, a no-microwave household. I don't know if there's any listeners out there that are also non-microwave. Hello. <laughs> drop us a line. Um, so hot compresses is, like, hard for us. I mean, we can't we just, like... We don't really like... have ways to heat things. Yeah. <laughs> except for it hot water. It basically has to be hot water. And so we had a big drama happen. This is, I think... Three so days, day three. day three, and honestly, every day, the first 30 days or 40 days, every day seems like a giant life. Yeah. Um, but so we're at day three and Lana is in a lot of pain. She's engorged. And so she's trying to figure out a hot compress. Take yeah. it away, Lana. Well, and I will preface this
1: by also running on hardly any sleep. And in a newborn haze mindset, not thinking clearly at all. So I decided, okay, how do I make a hot compress? I boiled water in the tea kettle and then filled a stasher bag, which is like a silicone Ziploc bag. And I had put liquid in this bag before and tested it out and they advertised that they don't leak and you can put liquids in them, well, oh, my God. I was, like, sitting on the couch with the hot compress on me, and all of a sudden it burst, and, like, boiling water goes all over my lap. I get a horrendous burn, and thank God, like, the baby was not anywhere near.
0: I was holding the Lindsay baby had in the, the other baby. Room.
1: I was, like, freaking out. and Yeah, I'm, like, like,
0: in the other room, and I just hear this, like... Like (laughs) such loud, loud, loud like scream and I come running in like what's wrong, what's wrong?
1: And and I couldn't even like it was on my clothes too and it was just like staying hot and so I was trying to take my clothes off as fast as I could. I thought it was I don't know what I thought it was, but what I realized it was, was my skin that had been peeled and shriveled, and it was disgusting. Yeah,
0: you... (laughs) But it was a terrible burn. The first layer of your skin had... Completely peeled off, off, like almost instantly, and so we were just like, "Oh my god, what do we do?" And I'm crying. I call my mom. You call your mom, (laughs) and my mom is like, "I can't even understand me because I'm crying." And at the same time, I'm just like freaking out as well. And I'm like, "We gotta go to the the urgent care. Like, we just need to leave. Like, we gotta go. Let's get out of here. We we gotta like get you looked at." I mean, getting out of the house when you have, like, a baby that's three days old is just kind of a production you're not... Like, now we can get out of the house in, like, one second, but, like, you know... know. I don't know about that. (laughs) But I feel like, you know, it's like having to put her in the car seat, and we are are so anxious because we have a three day old baby. So we like are double checking like the straps. And so we like rush and I'm saying rush in like air quotes. I mean, we're going as fast as we can, but we're going pretty slow to urgent care and we um, also
1: don't want to bring our newborn baby to an urgent care where people are coming in because they are sick or whatever.
0: Yeah, and so me and Francis stayed in the car in the parking lot and Lana went in. And that was a scene. well, thank God, no one was actually at
1: the urgent care. But I'm, like, wearing, my leg is, like, so burned that I am wearing a button-up dress, but just, like, basically have my whole, like, Leg out. <laughs> And then, like, the scandalous look, and I'm also... Scandalous? It was kind of scandalous. I mean, my (laughs) whole leg was out. The burn was in my, like, lap, basically, where your underwear goes and the the top of your thigh.
0: And... The outer pelvis. So I was just hanging out. Well, so Lana's in there for, I would say, at least two hours, and I'm just alone with the three-day-old baby in the car, And in that three-hour period, or two to three-hour period, Frances pooped four times. (laughs) So I'm, like, changing her diapers in the back seat of the car, which... We I do now like all the time and it's super easy but like that you know I'm just like oh my god I guess I'm just doing this and Francis is also hungry because if you have a newborn you know that they basically eat every basically every two hours
1: or less or
0: yeah Francis at that point I think was eating like almost every hour and a half and so she was getting really hungry and I was like I don't have a bottle. Um, There's no way for me to feed you. And so we had a pacifier and we hadn't really started using the pacifier yet. It was kind of like my only recourse in that moment. So I remember thinking, I don't know if we want to introduce the pacifier on day three, but I guess I'm just going to do this. Um, And it definitely like helped her. Like sucking was enough for her to kind of calm down. But it was definitely, like, a scene. I feel like people were looking at me as they were, like, (laughs) going to their cars from the hospital.
1: Well, I was a scene inside. The doctor came in and was like, how are you? And immediately I'm just sobbing. And, like, I'm three days postpartum. And I just burned myself. And my baby is outside. And just like was a hot mess <laughs> and you were very emotional um also just with the hormones raging at that after birth it was very hard but the the ER doctor was so nice and was like you're going to be a great mother you're doing good it's okay like and at the same time, though, I was like, and also, please check out my boobs. Like, this is why this happened. And I was like, getting a case of mastitis. Yeah.
0: yeah. So it actually was kind of good that we went for that reason too. Yeah. So I like got. We gave you antibiotics. Antibiotics,
1: and I got all dressed, my wound dressed, and then was having to deal with that wound and the labor wound for like a while. (laughs) But you healed and Yeah. It was a miraculous heal, I will say.
0: Maybe just the superpower of just giving birth. Yeah, your body just regenerating. (laughs) (laughs) And again, and breastfeeding definitely got easier for us, for Lana, and so that was good. But it, it definitely took couple weeks, and we did see a lactation consultant. I went three times to the lactation consultant. Over the the course of like three or four months. Yeah,
1: which is a great resource for people who have given birth and want to breastfeed.
0: Yeah, I mean, I was skeptical of lactation consultants a bit, and I know other parents who are too. Well, so one thing that we did that was different is we wanted to make sure Francis took a bottle Most, most lactation consultants tell you to wait two weeks to introduce the bottle. But then we had heard horror stories. I mean, there's always stories that will tell you the other side, but then we had heard stories of parents who waited two weeks and then the baby rejected the bottle and never took a bottle because they had you know, had a nipple preference of the boob. And so we, I don't know, we really didn't want that to happen. So we actually, we started, I think I gave her her first bottle like day three or day four. Um, I didn't have it in the car with me at urgent care. And she actually did a pretty good job taking it. I mean, we've, throughout the whole time, there's been a little bit of her, she definitely prefers the boo, but she will take the bottle, but she's had moments where she's kind of rejected it for maybe a day or feeding or two. But, you know, lactation consultants, I think, are really just a good resource, but I think you also have to go with, like, whatever works for you and works for your family.
1: Yeah, I definitely got tips on different positions and I was having trouble with fast letdown and shooting Francis in the face with milk (laughs) um and she would choke so they gave me a bunch of good advice for how to deal with that
0: and then yeah I would say So our first month was, other than feeding, you know, it was, we call it the newborn haze because it really just was this really incredible, sleepy, but dreamy time. Um, In some ways, I think it was just the best, but in other ways, it was like, So hard, hormones were really bad, like Lana was saying.
1: Yeah, that was just like burst into tears over anything. I was reading a book to her that someone gave us, it was just like a sweet book, and just be sobbing by the end. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I don't know the way the hormones make you feel is just like crying for no reason. Or just little things can make you have such a strong reaction.
0: And I definitely felt like I experienced it too. And they say that the partner can um, experience... Well, definitely postpartum depression and, and postpartum anxiety. But I don't know. I It's just such a you big change. definitely also really emotional. I feel like every parent is different. And I really support whatever works for you. But what worked for me was actually going out with the baby. So in some, sometimes people will be, take the first 40 days and not even leave the house or the first few weeks. But we actually kind of, we would go out with the baby. We would take little walks. We would like drive to the beach. Um, We'd go to a brewery. All of these places we go for like about, half an hour (laughs) and then leave. But it was I think it was just mixing it up that like helped me because I feel like you're battling so hard with trying to feel some sense of normalcy, or at least that was how I was feeling. And I felt like just getting out, getting fresh air, going for a walk or drinking a beer, going going to the beach. It just like, it made me feel more grounded, which is funny because it's sort of the opposite of what a lot of people tend to do, which is stay home.
1: Yeah, I would say it was a little bit harder for me to go out and feel okay, but I think it was helpful and...
0: It got easier. We also did a lot of, like, the bassinet outside. And, and that, like, that period, like, your baby, most babies, our baby, was just sleeping all the time. Mm-hmm. Like, if she wasn't eating, she was sleeping. And she would sleep anywhere. It could be bright. It could be dark. It could be noisy. It could be quiet. Um, It could be in the car. It could be, she could be still. Yeah, it was incredible.
1: We, it was also, like, Warriors playoffs. And we would have... The baby sleeping in the bassinet with the Warriors game on, and Lindsay screaming, cheering, and Go Dubs! Frances would just be snoozing right through it. It
0: was. Yeah, it was super sweet and cute. Mm-hmm. I had her in a little curry jersey, of course. <laughs> um, so, for food, uh, there was a book that I feel like we would recommend that yeah. 40 Days. First 40 days. The first 40 days that your baby is out, a lot of times people refer to it as the fourth trimester, and the baby spends that last trimester outside of the body, which is only just because they get too big to stay inside. But, I mean, Frances didn't really even open her eyes. like it, Like, she was very much, like, just a little worm. We were trying to eat certain foods. Erlana was trying to eat foods that were just, like, going to help replenish her help recovery, and also be good for lactation and just give her good energy. Mm -hmm. And so that book, I feel like, had some really good recipes, and Wendy, Lana's sister, made a lot of them for us. We also had a meal train, which I would highly recommend. I was a little skeptical of something like that, but it was actually... Super helpful just to not have to think about dinner like yeah, all the a time. A meal
1: train is when like friends can sign
0: up to bring you dinner or order you food. Or order you food, yeah. And it's also a nice way to like feel community and connect because it is really isolating having a baby and you know, you're going through this big transition, like we've been saying. So it it would be nice when people would text us like a menu or, or, you know, like a question of like what we would prefer that night. So we did that for 40 days. We did it every few days, Mm -hmm. um, which worked well for us. And some people cooked us these incredible meals. Our friend Johnny like went all out. It was insane. Other people got us takeout from our favorite restaurants it was so sweet and so helpful. One thing that was like hard for me was I had to go back to work. In California, I get 12 weeks. I got 12 weeks of maternity leave, which is actually a decent amount. I don't think it's nearly enough. I think we should all get a year off. Anyone who has a baby, like honestly. But um, a lot of states you get zero or like you get like a week or you basically just take your sick days. That's terrible. I wanted to, the way I worked out my maternity leave is I wanted to like extend it. So I was going to do like two weeks on, two weeks off. And that's what I did. It, well, extending basically the time. And when I was on, I was only working from home. But it was so hard to return back to work with a two week old, even just from home. I was just kind of like out of my mind like sleep deprived I I don't I was having like kind of like all these like I was feeling rage I was feeling depression I was like having anxiety I was just kind of a hot mess and you know trying to do my work yeah I think
1: it was way too soon to try and go back but in the end worked out in our favor because we had more time later that you were able to take off
0: yeah i partially did that because we were planning a big trip at the end of the summer and i was like well if i do this and like take my leave um, intermittently then i will have more at the end another hot topic that always comes up is visitors
1: Yes. When do people come visit the baby? This is especially family because
0: this is highly contested. I think with a lot of couples. Well, grandparents naturally like want to be there. My parents. My dad kept on telling us he was going to be in the room. I'm going to be in the room. I'm going to be in the room. I was (laughs) like, oh my god, no. Um, and Lana's mom wanted to also be there when we had the baby. So we had to tell them, no, <laughs> like we wanted this moment for ourselves yeah. and everyone who had
1: had a baby told us it's really nice to like have a little bit of time when you first get home to just, like, adjust to the new trio of your life. And so we tried to prioritize that and told family, okay, we need at least a week.
0: We said we needed at least two weeks. I was hoping we would actually take a whole month, but, you know, it was it was contested. Me and Lana went back and forth. But Lana's mom did end up coming and her stepdad two weeks after we had the baby, which I think was fine. I think it was too soon personally, but (laughs) (laughs) it was just, you know, you're trying to like figure out this little baby and then you have like, suddenly you have someone else there and their ideas and their preferences and it felt overwhelming. But I will say that is just me because I also have friends who've had a baby and their parents have been there and they've been like, thank God my mom was here to help me through this like Intense time. But Lana's mom was okay. I mean, it went fine. Well, it was great. (laughs) I was glad she was here. She did babysit for us one night so that we could go to Lana's sister. Lana's sister opened a bakery and it was her opening night. So we went there for just a few hours and Lana watched the baby. Uh, No, my mom watched the baby. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) right. Lana's mom watched the baby. (laughs) But one funny thing about Lana's mom is she would never put the baby down.
1: Well, we had already been kind of having Frances nap
0: in her bassinet.
1: I mean, she would also, we would also hold her
0: We would do some contact naps, but we had started having her, when she fell asleep on us, we would put her down after a little bit and have her nap like alone in... Her bassinet, Which I feel like we were just trying to get her used to it, get her comfortable sleeping in that. Um, and we had a bassinet like in the living room where we would
1: be hanging out.
0: Yeah, we had one bassinet set up downstairs and then one upstairs in our room. So mm-hmm. she'd had be in either of those. But Lana's mom never wanted to put her in the bassinet. And
1: Lindsay was freaking out like, your mom is holding her too much. She needs to put the baby down. And I was like, no, there is no such thing as holding a baby too much.
0: Well, and so I was back at work, um, working like in my office, my home office and Lana's mom would be in the other room holding the baby for four hours. So I would like come out from doing work and be like, wrestle the baby away from Libby, Lana's mom. And be like, I mean, in a very nice way, like, I'd be like, okay, like, let's put her down.
1: It was ridiculous. There's no such thing as coddling a newborn. No, but I,
0: I I agree with that. But I wanted her to get used to her best net.
1: But her grandma was here, her Mimi. And she had flown all the way here to hold her baby. <laughs> My parents came a little bit later. They wanted to come early, but they... And they were opposite. They didn't really want to hold Frances too much. So she would start to squirm and wiggle. You
0: know, I feel like that goes to show our different parenting styles, Lana. You know, my parents are <laughs> very hands-off. Yeah. I was very independent. Your mom was very hands-on, maybe potentially coddling you. No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, that's a wrap on this week's ep of the newborn haze. Next week, we're going to get more in-depth with the real nitty-gritty content of sleep
0: and the witching hour. Spooky! Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you have questions or comments, please reach out to us. We love hearing from fellow parents. Our email is lesbemomspodcast at gmail.com and that's L-E-Z all together, lesbemomspodcast at gmail.com.
1: Subscribe at Spotify or Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. This episode was recorded in Oakland, California. Executive producer, the magnificent Candace Maganya. We hope you tune in next week. Tune in next week.
0: Live, Live laugh, lesbian. lesbian.